1: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to do our review of round four for our Supercoach draft team. We did get a W this week. Uh, We played a guy that is actually away on his honeymoon, so he really wasn't touching his team all that much, but he doesn't tend to touch his team all that much anyway. Uh, Sometimes we call him the buy in our comp. So, uh, look, a pretty, I don't know, a game that I should win every single time, uh, which I did, which was fine. Uh, He scored 657, didn't have a great week, to be honest with you. Top scorer. Uh, was Tevita Pango Jr., who was his captain. He got 82, so 164 as captain, which turned a pretty average week for him into somewhat respectful with a score of 657. His next best was Daniel Tupu on 79. His next best after that, he had... Three guys in the 50s, and everyone else was below that. So, a pretty average week uh, for Gem, realistically. For me, um, I obviously had Ryan Pappenhausen as my skipper, so I got 386 points there. I ended up scoring 967, which uh, is the highest score in our comp so far this year, but the reality is that if I take out Pappy's 386 and I give Pappy, let's say an 80 as captain uh, which you know is probably a little bit more reasonable I only scored about 750 so wasn't a great week all round for me a few disappointments but Papi um, he obviously saved me well, not not saved me I was going to win anyway but Pappy, he really did elevate a, a decent week to a super good week the best week of the season in our comp so far obviously a 14 man comp with squads of 17 uh, so with just the all round Lower scores this year. I think I think only myself and another guy have top 900, and I think he got 900 on the nose. So it took a uh, it took you know the highest points of the season from Ryan Pappenhausen and 386 as captain for the second person to jump over 900. So it just shows where Supercoach is at at the moment with the low scores last year. It was like we had two 1,000 scores just about every week. It was insane. So, even in a deep comp like ours. Uh, so, yeah, points are hard to come by. Got a lot of points from Papi this week. 9.67, highest of our Super Coach comps season so far. But uh, it is obviously a one-off with Papi scoring almost 200 points in a close-to-perfect performance. Uh, look, as far as my team goes wasn't the greatest week. Uh, Britt Nakora was really good. 66 uh, from him. He he base-started very well in his game. I was very impressed with Nakora. Started off really slow and was a little bit nervous, but he's really found his feet the last two weeks. Last week, he base-started 49. This week, he base-started 57. So very exciting. He hasn't scored a single try yet, and he's averaging 52 points. Uh, the first two weeks, he averaged 36 and 37. They'll scored 36 and 37. So a lot more upside in Britt Nakora. I am excited about him moving forward. Uh, Isaac Tago came up with 70 points. My boy, once again, absolutely love this guy. Uh, I know I got a lot of messages from you guys that drafted him early because I said to, and uh, it really is paying dividends. He based started at 39 points on the weekend. Um, He's currently sitting with an average of 73. Uh, He has scored, what is it, four tries in four games, and he's been denied another two or three. So that 73 average, if a few more things would have gone his way, could have quite easily been an 85-point average realistically. But, Tago, he's on the strike edge in the best team in the competition. He's going to continue to score points. He's going to continue to be an absolute gun in super coach. His lowest score so far, 56, which is pretty insane. Average of 73 there, which is great. And he hasn't scored 100 in that. Um, so, yeah, very, very happy with how Tago's going. I think he's probably my best draft um, of 2022, unless Pappy continues doing what he's doing. But I think Tago is the best value guy I got, and I sort of said at the start that that would be the case. You and Aitken, he's been a little bit disappointing. Let's be perfectly honest here. Um, I was sort of expecting a bit more out of Aitken uh, for my round... What I get? I ended up going him round two and reasonably early. Look, his base stats have been all right so far. 50, 46, 44, 51. He's only scored one try, but that week he only scored a 61. So that was disappointing. Hoping to see A can pick up more attacking stats and hopefully push some of these scores out of the 50s into the 70s and 80s. Uh, but no doubt he has been a little bit disappointing to start the season. But um, if I can get a CTW who really doesn't do much and he's averaging 54. I am pretty happy with that. It's just where I took him, but um, that is what it is. I mean, I think I've made enough gains elsewhere to deal with that. Katani Stags. so I took round three, has been very disappointing, continues to be d- disappointing. Say the same thing I said last week, though, Staggs was awful. Uh, he was hardly involved. Uh, scored 38, scored 36 the week before. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like there is still upside there. He's got a tough run coming now between the Roosters and the Panthers. Uh, then he's got Kron- South Sydney Manly. After that, uh, so yeah, I, I just feel like there's more going on in Katoni's life at the moment. I'm actually not sure if I'll play him this week. I've got a few other little wins in my draft team that we'll have a look at. Oh, Lekwatu, disappointing as well. He scored a try and got 56. So um, yeah, disappointing. Hopefully, Manly can start to hit their strides now and improve. 80 minutes for 30 base stats. To be fair, this is sort of the guy he can be at times. But the week before, he played 66 minutes with 35 base stats. Hopefully, it's a bit of a one-off thing and he can continue to lift those. We saw him come up with uh, 53 base stats in Week 2. So, hopefully, uh, he can keep that up. This was his first try. He did score it off a kick, so he didn't get a line break or anything. But still, uh, when you play 80 minutes, you score a try and you get 56 for a back rower. Pretty disappointing. If I've got a CTW who scores a try and scores 56, I'm very disappointed. So, uh, for a second rower to do it, yeah, I'm not happy with that at all. Matty Tomoko from the Canberra Raiders wasn't a pretty game for the Raiders, and wasn't a great game for Tomoko either, super coach wise. Uh, I think he did get a line break at the very end, which probably saved his ass there. Scored 42, probably should have been 32 with a, a lucky line break at the end. That was against Manly. Um, they played the Melbourne Storm this week. Another guy that I probably don't think I'll play next week, to be honest with you. Uh, but a 42 from Tomoko, will take that. Brad Schneider came up with 38. He's playing the Melbourne Storm this week too as well. Um, I actually kept Ilias on my bench for the week. He actually ended up being my top scoring half. Uh, but yeah, look, if 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 that's Schneider with no attacking stats whatsoever and he comes up with 38 points as my half that I picked up off the waiver wire, I'm okay with that. He's averaged 54 so far this season. Uh, before we see Jamal Fogarty return to this side, he has got some tough games against Melbourne and Penrith in two of the next three weeks. But outside of that, he's got the Cowboys, the Warriors, the Bulldogs. So a couple of decent matchups there where hopefully Schneider Snyder can weasel his way into this, into keeping this 7 jersey. Uh, it's going to be pretty important for me. Nat Butcher, he did really well as well. Nat Butcher, 55 points. Very happy with him. I still think it's batshit crazy that so many of the blokes in my comp let him slide. I didn't think he was going to hold on to an 80-minute spot, but it's crazy not to take the risk just in case he does. Uh, since then, 59 and 55 uh, without any huge attacking stats. Didn't score a try or uh, have a lot li- I think he had a line break last week, actually. But uh, yeah, 55 69. 55. We'll take that every day of the week for a waiver wide pick off, um, for a waiver wire pick in the second row in a gun team. Broncos, Warriors, Dragons, Bulldogs, Titans to come. Uh, I'll back him in to probably score two tries across those four weeks and probably finish with a five-game average in the 70s, to be honest with you. He's averaging 67 points so far this season. Scored two tries in one game, but uh, yeah, he's just scoring well. He's playing 80 minutes. Very happy with how Nat Butcher is going. Very happy with that waiver pick up. Now, Satili Tupanua, he was my AE. I actually had, uh, three, four, four guys on my bench and one extra, Scott Drinkwater, who didn't play. The other three did because I'm running with only one front row at the moment. Turns out Tupanua was actually my worst player on my bench, which was great. He scored 51, uh, lifted his base stats this week, which was good to see. Uh, we need to keep seeing that from Satili. Only had one missed tackle this week, which, which was great. I'll also back him to score a couple of meaties over the next few weeks when I think the Roosters, uh, put on a couple of big scores. but. Uh, 80 minutes, 43 base stats. It's the most he's had this season for a score of 51 with no huge attacking stats in that one. So, very happy with that from Sicily. He has got upside, which we will see as the season goes on. Pappy, 386. He was incredible as my captain. He was unreal. Uh, Kicking goals, scoring four tries. He was just crazy. Uh, Absolutely love that Pappy's got this sort of potential. It's back-to-back hundreds in a season where hundreds are very, very hard to, to come by. I also thought in round one against the Tigers. He's unlucky not to score 100 and South Sydney scored 51, uh, but I thought he got unlucky there not to score more. So very happy with Pappy as my number one pick. If he plays out this entire season. I think he has got serious potential to be the top super coach player, so it puts me in a really good spot uh, with Pappy. Max King got a 41, which was disappointing. Uh, I was sort of hoping Max King would be a 50 guy. I'm going to hold on to Max King for now, uh, considering I got him off the waiver wire. I just think that if the Canterbury have one or two injuries or they make some changes, which I think they have to do soon, I just think his base stats will really come in handy. Played 49 minutes at the moment, only scored 41. Uh, we're hearing that he is carrying an injury, uh, but once he gets his base stats to where they normally are at that sort of one point per minute, if he's playing 49 to 50, that could be absolutely anything for Max King. So going to hold on to him. Front row forwards, they're not overly important. I don't value them. So I'm going to hold on to him for a few more weeks and go with only one front row and just take an AE each week. Marshall King, 38. Jeremy Marshall King. Disappointing another guy that I picked up off the waiver wire because I didn't pick a hooker this year. Um, I just, I don't understand what Trent Barrett's doing here. Uh, he's played, you know, 65 plus minutes every week so far this season and he's looked fantastic. Only played him for 50 minutes the other night and it didn't help their cause at all. So Canterbury's got a couple of tough games. If he keeps going with this beyond Ido rubbish of playing him for 30 minutes I think they're going to keep on getting pounded into the ground and hopefully uh, he wakes up soon and realises that JMK he needs to be a longer minute guy. I'm not saying playing for 80 but I think he needs to play for at least 65 minutes. He's playing well enough to do it. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me to play him for only 50 minutes. Seems crazy. Uh and the last guy was Wakeham. Uh, just sort of needed a halfback or a 5'8 this week. Grabbed Wakeham. He's not going to stay in my team for that long. Let's be perfectly honest here. He's sort of just filling a gap for me. Uh, but in a game where they got beaten... 44-0. He scored 37. Last week, he scored 42. He had a try on that. So good to see him this week. 25 base stats. A couple of attacking stats for a 37. Uh, as I said, he's not a long-term thing for me. Wakeham just filling in that 7-6 and six jersey until Ilias finds his feet, which he now has. Uh, and hopefully Drinkwater gets into this side. On my bench, Lachlan Ilias came up with a 55. Been saying for a few weeks that I thought he was getting better. I was considering dropping him a few weeks ago, and I'm glad that I held my nerve and didn't make a shotgun decision because he looked really good um, the other day creative stats, he had 40 against the Penrith Panthers, I'm looking at that draw now Dragons, Canterbury, Tigers, Manly Broncos, Warriors, Canberra Tigers, Titans, Dragons Uh, really like the next 8 weeks or so for Lachlan Elias, he will be a starter in my side for the next few weeks which might see Wakeham drop out of my team realistically, Uh, some great news Cooler he came in and played for the Manly Seagulls, did really well as well, I was very very happy with his performance, Uh, the thing that stands out for me though is his base stats from the weekend 35 points in base stats, 20 in creative, 8 in evading, giving him a score of 59 without a try, which is unbelievable. Um, He obviously set up a try, so he got points there, but he's in a pretty handy manly side that are only going to get better as we go. He's lightning quick. He breaks tackles. I mean, he's he's a target for their attack. So to see him get 35 base stats, uh, that was huge for me. I wasn't really anticipating him to do that much work. So fingers crossed he keeps that up. We're hearing now that Tom Travojevic is out for four weeks, so I think there's a world where you could see Cooler go to fullback. If not, though, you'll see Ruben Garrick or Morgan Harper. but You'd have to assume Morgan Ga- Morgan Garrick. God, uh, you'd have to assume that Garrick uh, goes back there. In which case, Cooler would jump on the wing. In which case, uh, he will base set the living shit out of it, and Turbo will be throwing him over for Medes. He'll be a kick target, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, very happy with Cooler. He will come into my side this week. Uh, they play the Newcastle Knights, and they play the Titans. So, not a bad. Two- two weeks coming up there. Um, and then, yeah, some good matchups coming his way. The Tigers, the Broncos, the Warriors, Tigers again, Cowboys. Uh, so, yeah, very excited about Cooler, mainly because of the base stats that he's put up and the opportunity he's been given now. Another guy that got a run that I wasn't really anticipating was Kevin Nguama, uh, who came up with a 56. Now, did score a try, but from what I've seen of him in New South Wales Cup, I wasn't really expecting Naguama to have too many base stats. I was a little bit worried about that. He is going to get a few weeks to show what he can do. Billy Smith has been good without being great. Uh, Naguama, he's hit the ground running. He scored a try, had a line break. 27 base stats as well for a score of 56 against the Cowboys. Good run coming up for the Roosters now. I wonder if he does well over the next few weeks, if he could potentially hold that spot. We'll see what happens with Naguama. If he doesn't, though, uh, as as good as it would be to have him, there's no doubt about that. Uh, If I have to drop Naguama because he's not getting a go there, wouldn't be a huge train wreck. And I'd probably just hold him because if they have injuries and he gets on that right wing outside Joey Manu, you saw what he was able to do last week. Uh, So yeah, really happy to have him there. Interesting too, we've seen the hammer has been injured. Uh, So Scotty Drinkwater, who I've been holding for a few weeks, he could come into this side. If he plays fullback in this Cowboys team, I really like Drinkwater coming into my side, uh, which would mean that Brandon Wakeham, I would probably drop out and send him back to the waiver and see what I could fuck around with. Probably will anyway, to be honest with you. So Drinky, if he does get named, Tomorrow afternoon That's a big win For my Supercoach side Uh, Coming off a very good week Off the back of Pappenhausen's big score Uh, Currently on the ladder We're doing pretty well we should be in the top four now. Actually, haven't even had a look today yet. Uh, yeah, we're coming second now uh, on with a record of three and one. One guy's undefeated. Stevie, shout out to Steve, doing very well so far this season. Points scored were actually number one overall, but to be fair, we're only uh, three points ahead of second place. So if it wasn't for Pappy, we'd be below him. We'd probably be below Steve as well. I think I'm 100 points in front of him, um, and I'd probably be behind fourth and fifth too. So probably a realistic gauge of where I probably should be out if you take out Pappy's big score. it's probably the six overall scorer realistically, uh, but that's the sort of player Pappy is. He is more than capable of having those big scores, and whilst Pappy's the only one with a gigantic score at the moment, uh, there will be other guys like Turbo, like Teddy, who will have these big scores throughout the season, and it all will even out. So, happy where I am. Most points scored, uh, and happy sitting in the top four. Pretty well entrenched in that top four as well. So, happy with how it's all going. Uh, we'll have a look at round... Five. Five. Let's have a look at who I've got next week. Uh, take on... Tommy. Now, Tom's got a pretty decent side. He's got uh good upside in his team, so that will be a tough little matchup. Just going to have a look at the players he's got. I'm reasonably happy with my matchups this week, to be honest with you. So his team is Apicurus out hooker. He's got Tom Flegler, who you assume will be suspended. Cohen Hess is injured. If Josh Curran moves to the edge again like he did last week, that'll be a huge win for me. Uh, Nanai, he's up and down. I'm happy to take that punt. Kevin Proctor. Don't overly rate him. Beau Furmore, hopefully he returns for the Titans this week for Tom. Very good player, Bo Furmore, averaging about 65 or so. Highland Lukey, he's, he's got all the Cowboys back rowers. So with a few other injuries to Hess and Flegler, it'll be interesting to see if he keeps guys like Lukey. It's hard, Tom's in a hard situation because he's got so many of these Cowboys forwards and you can never really trust Dropping these guys because you don't quite know what Todd Payton's going to do next, puts him in an awkward position. He's got Jerome Hughes. He's also got another Melbourne player. Who is it? He's got Xavier Coates and Remus Smith as well. So he's essentially got the whole right side uh, for the Melbourne Storm. The bright side is that hopefully any, when any of those guys do score points, hopefully Pappy will have something to do with it. So if his Melbourne boys go big, you would have to assume that Pappy will go big as well. He will be my skipper. Just going to have a look at who the Melbourne Storm actually play this week. They play the Canberra Raiders. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's every chance that Melbourne put on a cricket score there. And whilst his boys could go big there, it's a little bit of good injury insurance for me uh, to have Ryan Pappenhausen, who will kick the goals there and whatnot. He's also got Nico Hines, which is a serious worry, Nico Hines. uh, This week, who do the Sharkies play as a good matchup? Tigers. Fuck. Okay. That's going to be a worry. 4.05 Sunday afternoon from Cronulla oh good god that could be a huge kick in the dick for me so yeah Nico Hines if the Melbourne boys if I can just even up with them and it's pretty much Nico Hines uh, going up against that of Ryan Pappenhausen in that game so that'll be a really good matchup outside of that no guys that hugely worry me. He's also got Amon who he probably can't drop, but he's got to hold him even though he's on the bench. So that kind of will will, will fuck any VC plans that he has. So yeah, Tom's got a few things to worry about this week as far as players, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. He's got Jaden Campbell as well, uh, but he is only fullback. This is the problem with Tom's team as well. He's got Nico Hines, Jaden Campbell and Jerome Hughes. So he's got Hughes can only play halfback. Nico Hines can only play halfback or fullback. Jaden Campbell can only play fullback. So it's a bit awkward fitting all those guys in. But he's probably got enough injuries and guys that he's carrying this week to maybe get an AE out of Jaden Campbell. But once again, he's carrying a moan. So tough situation for Tom. And I'm not writing his team off uh, this early, obviously, because like my team's doing the same thing. You sort of carry extra blokes to see what happens in the first few weeks. Uh, These comps, they're not one early. They're one at the back end. So I think Tom's just sort of treading water at the moment, working out what he's going to do with his side. As much as he's treading water, he's got the same record as me, three and one. He's only dropped one game. So he's sitting fine. I assume for Tom that if he loses this game to me, I don't think it'll really worry him in the slightest. And if I lose to him also won't really worry me either. So a bit of a dead rubber game for two teams that are going pretty well this weekend. Uh, but yeah, I'll have to have a look at my matchup, see how I'm going to play it out. I'm actually thinking I'll bench Katoni Stags this week, which probably sounds a little bit crazy, but I just don't trust him against um, this Rooster side, good defensive side. Ola Kewatu, I'm thinking I might bench him as well because I've got Brett Nakor and I like my two Roosters back rowers going up against this Broncos team as well. So, a couple of decisions to make. If Drinkwater comes in, he'll be playing the New Zealand Warriors. uh, So, he could score some good points there. Pappy versus Canberra, I like. Um, Yeah, not a bad week of matchups for me, realistically. Brit Nakora against the Tigers. I'm starting to wonder with Brit Nakora if the closer the game is and the wetter the weather is, the better it is for Nekora as far as base stats go. Uh, but I don't mind him against the Tigers for an any-time try screw I like him every week for an any-timer. Uh, but this week in particular. And then, of course, I've got Isaac Tago taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs who got absolutely pounded into the earth last week. Uh, Tom, he's obviously got happy. who has been in great form. That's the only panther he's got. Uh, hopefully, my boy Isaac Tago can really uh, give them some nightmares on Sunday afternoon. So, plenty of decisions decisions to make as far as VCs and Cs go. It might be a case of me VCing Nat Butcher or Tupanua for the Chooks or it might be a case of me VCing um, Ryan Pappenhausen and then putting the C on Uh, Isaac Tago on Sunday afternoon if it isn't enough. But a game that I probably will back myself into win to be completely honest with you. We'll see what team lists throw up, but I really can't see myself having too many losers. I think I can only have winners out the back of that. I think Tom would be more worried about his team uh, realistically. So hopefully Cooler and Naguama are named. Hopefully Drinkwater is named and it'll give me a full squad to pick from and then I can go from there and maybe I can make a move dropping Wakeham and going somewhere else. Um, I think Wakeham's one of those guys that is reasonably valuable to me at the moment, as much as he isn't scoring well. There just isn't, isn't many halves and 5'8s on the waiver wire, and I probably could drop him and no one would pick him up. Uh, but I think he's worth just keeping in my side for now, especially once Canary get past this tough run. I think he could be a guy that, you know, w- with a decent game with one attacking stat, could get 50 or 60. I do like him as a ball player as well. People that have listened to the podcast for a long time will know that I've always been a fan of him. So uh, I'll make a decision whether I keep him or hold him this week. But outside of that, that uh the only real decision i need to make is who i bench and who i start just based on good matchups and my vice captain and captain score if i had to put money on it, i would say that i beat tom this weekend uh but it all comes down to nico hines essentially if he absolutely fists the west tigers which we know is more than capable of doing uh it could be a really good w for tom there
0: Market.